welcome to Reshmi first. And uh, uh, you are listening to Empowered Women series. This is where we talk to inspiring women like Reshmi so that aspiring women leaders can listen to it and they can see what a career can be. Because if you can see it, you can do it. So hi, <laughs> so nice to have you here today. Thank you, Purnima, for having me over and, you know, interviewing me. I mean, it's, it's great to be here and interviewed by you because I have uh, actually uh, seen your previous interviews and they're quite interesting. So it, it feels a little nice to be on the other side. So. <laughs> right. Yeah. And uh, it's uh, so let's start with uh, who's Reshmi? Like, what's? What's it about Reshmi? What's her deal? Um, I think Reshmi is your uh, girl next door who just wants to maybe make an impact and change the perspective you already have. That's that's beautiful. Tell me more about your background, you as a person, and you know, any feel free to include anything that you want to tell us about you. And uh, uh, by the way, formal introduction of uh, Reshmi is she is, uh, she has marketing at Suta and it's one of the fabulous brands in India. They produce organic fashion, which is, it's, you just need to see their Instagram to know what I'm talking about. And uh, they are able to make good money for a good brand while doing good for the world. And that's why I love them. And she is the one who heads their marketing. And that's her formal introduction. And now Reshmi <laughs> is going to tell us about her other introduction. Um, so a little about me. I come from a management background. Um, I did my undergrad and my postgrad in management studies. Uh, I, uh, I always loved marketing. I don't know, in college, in school also, surprisingly. And uh, so did my master's in marketing um, uh, all this while. Uh, there's a story to my, how, why I, my mom figured I love marketing in school. I'll come to that later. Uh, before that, so uh, after my marketing and my master's, I started working for an advertising firm called Densu Ages Media. Um, worked there for two years, uh, got an award for the youngest uh, client servicing person by the South Asia head of Tensu. Uh, everything was going great, but I didn't feel great. So uh, I know I was doing great at work, but there's something, you know, th that eats you up. So, and that's not me. I don't work just for recognition. I work because I love to do justice to what I'm being paid for and what I'm being asked for. But there's something beyond is what I feel where I put my heart, right? That's where your passion and your work comes together. So um, I, I left uh, after two years and my boss happened to ask why. I mean, we've given you, you know, you're the youngest, we've given you the award, the recognition, why? Uh, my question, my answer, sorry, my answer to that was only one thing that it, I didn't feel it, you know. I don't know how I can explain this emotion, but I'm sure a lot of people can relate to it that you know when you're not at the right place, you just know it. It's, it's your intuition talking to you. You know you're doing like fabulous, but you know there's something that's missing. There's this piece that's missing in your puzzle. Uh, I felt the same. 
uh, I was 22 then. <laughs> um, I then I took up uh, marketing and public relations. I joined a boutique company and it was fabulous. Uh, my boss, then boss, uh, I used to report to her. Uh, and when I came there, so for me, PR and advertising are like two different worlds. For advertising, you just pay money. You say, I need an article and they will give you, the publications will give you. They're like, okay, this is the code. Tell your client, you're done, right? When I came to PR, I said, uh, so my boss happened to say that, you know, we need uh, to feature this Restaurants, so I used to manage, uh, I have managed close to 20 restaurants. So my first restaurant uh, was is this place called uh, Barstock Exchange. It's very famous in Mumbai. Um, so uh, she said, we have to get them on uh, Scoopoo, which is very nice. I said, sure, I know the rates of Scoopoo. I know the person there. It's, it's uh, 1.5 lakhs INR, right? So we'll pay up. She's like, Reshmi, that's not why you're here for. We shouldn't pay. We cannot pay. And you have to get your client there. I said, that's that's preposterous. Who does that? She's like, that's what you're supposed to do. And that's what we all do here. It took me a day to realize what I have come for. What am I doing? I literally looked at my boss and I'm like, I don't know why you've hired me. I don't know why I'm here. She's like, you're the right place. You just need to do the right thing. She trained me and everything. Um, I don't know how. I think since then, there's no looking back because she also helped me, I mean, understand me and brief me. And I've spoken to journalists, got my clients on Forbes, Fortune, everywhere. And it's been two, two and a half years again over there. Um, great journey, did marketing, uh, PR for restaurant clients. Post that... Um, I think it's it's very funny because my boss was, uh, boss came to me and said, Rishmi, is this what you want to do? Two years down the line, don't think about the five years. Do you want to do only PR and a little bit of marketing all your life? Uh, I said, no, I want to grow. She's like, then it's time for you to move on. I said, are you firing me? She's like, no, I know you and I care for you and I think you can explore much more. I said, yeah, I think so too. Then um, the then I happened to ping Sujata Tanya on Instagram saying, hey, and I have this very weird uh, habit. I still do. Uh, that has curbed it a lot. I go, I check, Insta we all go on Instagram just to see what others are doing in life. I go to see what brands are doing. Okay. And how well, what is the strategy, etc. I don't know why I get worked into my personal life, but that's me. So, um, I keep telling people that, hey, you know what? Uh, I think there's a typo here. I think you can quickly change it. And people do that. And I go and So I, I have this habit of uh, WhatsApping brands. I've gone to all food brands and told them that, hey, you know what this offer you're doing? I am sorry I'm coming and giving you my unrequisite advice. But I, don't th I think you can add instead of 10%, do 15 and see. I'm like, I'm just a follower, right? I'll just have to see if they take it, they take it. And people have actually done it and they've replied saying, hey, Rishmi, we did it and thanks for your advice, we got sales. And this happened with five other brands. Uh, I, I wouldn't like to take the names because whatever. Um, and very good known brands. Uh, so I'm like, why not? And I happened to even tell Sujata Tanya that I think you'll need a PR person and a marketing person 
and I, this is not a job pitch or a uh, marketing pitch but you all are not concentrating and i think you all have potential uh they were like this is obnoxious right who which follower says that on instagram but i'm like uh, so i think that's that was a phase when i was moving on and i told them i'm anyway looking up give me a chance for 6 months doesn't work out doesn't work out right i will move on you also tried me and we move on the trial period is over okay he said okay fine they met me we they, they took my interview they like okay fine first three four months i'm like guys you are doing this this that it was so much they were like sujatha i think for an extent they were they went like oh god who is this person who's come whom have we hired but um, i'm joking of course so i think since then it's been two years now there's no looking back uh, we i have a team now we started with performance marketing and honestly on a personal level i started concentrating on marketing which is my core rather than just pr which is you know your performance marketing strategies analysis analyzing things your google analysis so it's it's been a beautiful journey till now and fashion and e-commerce is something i thought i'll never do i'm a foodie by heart you will tell me which restaurant what where i can tell you i'll google it out fashion was something everybody other than my mom and me was shocked when i went into when i told people i'm going i got a job in suta people were like you got a job in suta i mean what will you do i was like uh, mark i don't know that's why the trial period right i don't know uh, but i think it's been a great journey that's you know that's one of the very important things like most of us don't know like you know at least at you know in early 20s a lot of us don't know what is it that we want to do and there is a lot of confusion and instead of taking steps around that confusion and figuring out as you go on i have seen a lot of people freeze like you know because i i i don't know what is a common thought would have been that you know because i don't know what is it that i can do at suta how can i ask them especially women how can i ask them you know what, what do i tell them what is what is it that i want to do so what gave you this kind of confidence like where does confidence ratio come from <laughs> um i believe so uh, when i was switching from advertising also my uh, i have an elder sister she uh, she heads digital marketing at idea cellular the uh, service network service company uh she also told me that it was uh, she has never put in a word for me okay ever because that's that's the first rule we both as sister said i will not promote her she will not promote me beat anything we will do it as per individually and as per our own grit and determination and not promote and push each other because we believe in ourselves okay so when i was moving from advertising my sister was also of the thought that you know you're moving industries like from advertising you're moving to marketing and pr it's a huge switch what if you fall um and i i had this thought of course what i what i really took some time and i thought that if not now then when i don't want to be a 30 year old in an advertising agency or some brand thinking i should have i could have why didn't i i'm like i'm 21 i'm 22 if it doesn't work out it doesn't work out i'll come back 
I don't know. I'll figure my life, but I do not want any regrets at thirty or thirty-five for that matter. Saying why am I here? I should have done it at twenty-one because my salary was low. It was early. People would have understood. And at thirty, thirty-one, people are like, "Oh my God, are you switching? Uh, you know your uh, industries now. What about my job? I have responsibilities, and all that factor, all those factors come into picture." I'm like, I'm twenty-two, twenty-one. If I don't take risks now, when will I take them? And then came the uh, the story of Suta. I was <laughs> I was twenty-four because it's two years now. Uh, my sister still asked me, "You're moving into fashion e-commerce where you don't have much of an expertise." I said, "But I have expertise in PR, in marketing." Uh, I asked my boss too, uh, Sujata Tanya. They're like, "Reshmi, you, you realize why we started this firm? You realize we none of us, both of us, aren't from a fashion background. We are from a B school. We have a business mind, and we know certain things." we all learn on our way up the ladder you know if we knew everything if we were top of everything we would have been somewhere else we wouldn't have started suta right and that gave me confidence i thought the same thing i'm like if not now then what i'm like they even asked if after 6 months if we part ways then what will you do i said it's nice question i think i'll figure something out before i move out i have no plans i have nothing to fall back on and uh, i said i'll figure life out and uh, you know so i also have certain responsibilities at home which uh, due to which i can't just stay out of work i said i'll do some freelance work i don't know what but i know i will do it i have to do it so i'm doing it that's that's such a beautiful uh, that's such a beautiful way of thinking and i want to remind you you know there is nothing wrong in taking help from your sister or helping your sister to promote each other's career just as a footnote you can do yeah, yeah, yeah. it of course yeah there is <laughs> you don't nobody needs to make their because we live in a very complicated world and uh, none of us can make it however talented we are we can't really uh you know grow into our real potential if you don't take help from others in absolutely absolutely family, absolutely <laughs> family owes it to us <laughs> <laughs> absolutely but my point was if she starts helping me now then i'll always fall back on her yeah. knowing myself i'll be like ha okay my sister will help me yeah she helped me once she'll help me twice then i'll do the emotional drama i'll be like help me thrice <laughs> before she disowns me so <laughs> let me keep her as this last resort and also you know it's a different thing to be influenced by someone else and different thing to take advice and then figure out your own thing which is what you did and i i love your way of thinking on that and let's go to marketing let's talk about marketing uh something really something that really excites both of us <laughs> oh uh, marketing that you love oh so i like i said i'll come back to that story of my my childhood story right um so in school um uh, so i was in a convent school um so we had uh, for 3 years which is your 8th standard 9th standard and 10th standard uh we had this uh, to, uh we had this uh, subject called needle work 
okay that's what it was called <laughs> so uh, what we had to do was our teacher very clearly told us listen you all will have to get married some day if not with each other uh, i didn't know what she meant then but now i do so uh, you all have to learn stitching your husbands may or may not know but at least if you all have zero work you all are you all have no talent at least this needle work will help you we thought okay she is being stupid because you all thought our teachers were stupid so what she told us very clearly was i think she was a, there was a little communication gap she told us get a 10 by 10 yellow lemon yellow cloth okay because every year we change the cloth okay where you can do your needle work i'll teach you different stitches she said 10 by 10 we all were like okay and all that so i went and told my daddy that daddy we need a 10 by 10 cloth yellow color lemon yellow daddy said okay my dad being my dad he went and got a 10 by 10 inches feet you mean sorry you mean feet 10 by 10 feet or 10 by no, 10 no no inches inches into the centimeter oh okay she wanted this he got this she wanted this small he got he got me like a blanket so that's 10 by 10 feet yeah <laughs> sorry <laughs> sorry yes 10 by 10 feet oh my god sorry that was just a daft moment we can cut this anyway <laughs> so um um yeah so that's 10 by 10 feet i also didn't know right like right now i was a little worse than this i was like theek hai this is what my teacher wants me to do i went i said ma'am i got it and me being i was the prefect of the school and all i was like oh i have to be responsible i'm prefect and all i'm the sash so uh, i was like uh, yeah yeah i went first and i'm like ma'am this is what you had asked for and i'm the first one to get it just I don't know why I did that. So, ma'am was like, "Oh, this is beautiful. This is exactly what I wanted." But Reshmi, this is I wanted ten by ten centimeter, which is this small your handkerchief ka size. And I was like, "Now what to do? Now if I go back to dad, dad will yell at me saying you gave me the wrong brief. You this, you that." I was scared. I was thinking what to do, and I asked everyone. You all didn't get. You all didn't get. Nobody got. Nobody gave a damn. I think that back then that. we don't care like teacher was also very chill she was like you'll do it if you get it i will teach you if you don't get it you are at loss so me being the i don't know super good student and whatever i did it so i was i was asking everyone you all didn't do it and everyone and nobody did it nobody bought the cloth what i did <laughs> my mom still makes fun of me about this i told my teacher that ma'am can you announce it to the class so we had four divisions eight a b c d and each division had 60 students and all 60 all divisions had to do the same thing okay and this is this is this one teacher who used to go to every division different days and teach the needle work subject i told her ma'am can you do one thing can you take this cloth and tell everybody in the class and i said it very sweetly and nice that you know this is exactly as per your brief this is exactly what you want only the size needs to be small she's like okay she said ha silly request i'll do it she did it 
and then i told after she left then she left then after she left i told everyone guys i have this big cloth i'm going to cut it into as per what ma'am said the sizes 10 by 10 cm i'll have the remaining cloth left i'm going to sell it to you guys at 10 rupees each tell me how many of you all are up for it so almost the entire class was like yeah now who will go and tell their dad and mom and the uh, teacher was very uh, finicky about the color she like it needs to be this lemon yellow this lemon yellow and another girl came and told me to listen uh, you give me your cloth i'll go and i'll ask around i was like oh this is like a competition now but i still gave her i said okay if you find it you tell me but i sold it for 10 rupees each cloth and i had to bring more cloth because everybody came to me from different divisions the entire school came to me saying reshmi can you give it cut it to cut it and give it to us in the exact size <laughs> that entire so the i'll tell you the crux of this is that big 10 by 10 seat that my uh, dad bought that cloth was for 10 rupees i sold for almost i think 10 parts came into that i sold each for 10 rupees so i made like a like i made almost 5 to 10 times a profit and i think for 2 years i was the only supplier for everyone supplying that <laughs> that's <laughs> that's when my mom was like this is marketing this is sales you need to do this <laughs> that's when i realized also when my mom kept saying i'm like yeah i can do maybe and then again in colleges getting sponsorship intercollegiate events national level events so in ma- uh, management also you have to represent your college at iitb national level uh, we have national level debate and we had national level uh, presentation so you have to present and all and say things so we had this subject called bhagavad gita in management bhagavad gita and management is a is a subject we had which is also from howard's uh howard's books that apparently so we represented bhagavad gita and management in national level it was two of us me and another girl and we won iitb there iitb fest so we won there and that's when i got the confidence that yes i can do this uh also the confidence bought by the confidence when you say i don't know i just know what i'm speaking is speaking and if i'm corrected then i'm okay with it if you tell me right now also that reach me this like you said it's 10 by 10 feet and not inches i'll be like oh god but i'll be okay i'll be okay you can correct me right because i know for a fact i'm not perfect and i know for a fact there's a lot left to learn so if you correct me anytime i'm okay with it but if you but there's a difference between correcting and uh, you know bringing someone down which i understand so that's when i stop people that i'm saying if you are correcting me and educating me i'm okay but if you're trying to pull me down and i don't know disrespect me in any way i'm not okay so there's a clear cut thing that i give to everyone i uh, i you know and in now we because we talked about it for like for last 5 minutes we got to the bottom of it for uh, where does reshmi's uh, where does reshmi's confidence come from <laughs> i i can tell you quickly where it comes from it comes from your willingness to to fail your willingness to be wrong and and you know your acceptance that you're not supposed to know everything we are not supposed to be right at everything but correct and 
if someone tells us something it's only a chance to improve it's not and obviously you know with experience understanding the intention some people are just saying it to pull you down which is bad you have to give it back and yeah. uh, most of the time is just an opportunity to learn and be better and uh, i think you know because you have that self awareness that you know what you know and you don't know what you don't know and you are ready to learn and be better at everything so thank you thank you for sharing that and my intention because i knew that there was a long story coming up i wanted <laughs> to get the facts right that you know now you can imagine if you said 10 inches by 10 inches you can't really divide it and sell it to people so i wanted to get your facts right so that you know our story sounds perfect <laughs> yes exactly so also uh, i was uh, actually a lot of my confidence and this eagerness to learn goes to my ex boss um reason being uh, when i was in delhi so because it was a big firm okay and uh, coming out of college and everyone over there were experienced rather than me i was someone who came with 6 months of internship experience and i joined a big firm So I was all new to everything, and I was like, "You didn't know this. You don't know this. You know how people have this typical way of saying it. Oh my God, you don't know this. Oh my God, how can you not know this?" I'm like, and I just feel like, "Oh God, I don't know this. How can I not know this?" I felt there was not a there was not one day when I felt like I know something or anything. I was always this shut up person. This 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 wasn't the Rishmi back then. Then when I moved to PR and uh, I switched from uh, advertising and I moved to PR and uh, marketing, uh, I had to face a lot of people. PR, fortunately or unfortunately, puts you in front of people, like pushes you in front of people. Like you have to meet people, you have to be nice, you have to be patient, but you have to know when to stop. I didn't know, <laughs> honestly, uh, and. Uh, meeting 15 20 people a day having shallow conversations wasn't me but i had to do it uh, so meeting people also builds the confidence right and uh, i i asked my boss that i'm not confident enough to meet these people and these people were owners and high high end people you know who have like big businesses big people um, accomplished a lot in life uh, from top b schools and i I'm, i'm i'm like i'm from i'm just a graduate i'm just a post graduate nothing else uh, so my boss was like that doesn't make you anything less rishmi you are who you are and you are what you are i said but what if someone mistreats me because that happened once twice people just yelled there was this founder who just a uh, restaurant owner who just yelled on top of his voice he just yelled uh and not for something i instigated him i just asked him for something and he was not in a good mood so he just yelled i went back to my boss and i said he yelled and i feeling and she's like and how are you feeling about it so i'm feeling terrible how can someone yell at me and i called her ak which is akansha i'm like akansha how can someone yell at me it is not okay akansha can you just go and tell him something she like you want me to go and tell him i said yeah you are the founder how can you not tell him she like i won't tell him you took it you took his shit so you better go and give it back i said what do you want me to say she like what you would say 
I said no. You know, you know, he will just leave us. He'll just leave the account. Like you know, he's he paid us pretty good sum every month. What if he leaves? What if he says I don't want to work with y'all? I don't like patient's behavior. She like I'm okay with it. I'm okay to let go a client, but I'm not okay my my she causes her kids. She like I'm not okay my kids being mistreated. And I want you to speak up for yourself because nobody else will. And I won't. I felt I hated her for that moment. I said how and hate is I know a strong word, but I did for that moment. I said how could you say that? How how? And I was like with so much anger. She like don't show this to me. Show this to him who insulted and disrespected. I gathered my courage. <laughs> I picked up the phone and I said. I know you yelled at me, but that's the first and the last time you're doing it. Because now on, if you do it, I will file a police complaint. Because this is downright disrespectful, and this is mistreatment, and I will not accept it. And I hung up, and I started laughing. She came from behind. She started laughing. She like now is when you will start speaking up, and you will continue doing. and i did and that gave me a lot of confidence and i had to shut people up the client didn't go fortunately he called my boss and he said who is this girl why is she a brat uh so my boss said ha ah, my all my girls are brat only like me what to do we are a bunch of bratty women over here you can choose to leave though he like no 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 i i respect the fact that she spoke uh, that she did come to me and speak to me and she said you know what she felt like rather than just you know saying yes boss so i'm like okay that day i think from that day it just things just changed and my boss didn't leave us then she uh, she I, i was because of my previous job i someone whatever she used to say i'm like yeah okay we'll do it yeah okay i'll do it even if i couldn't i wouldn't until like yeah yeah okay she literally <laughs> i know Censor these words if you can. She said, "Rashmi, have the balls to speak up. If you don't like me, come to me and tell me you do not like it. You do not want to do it. You can't do it. Don't be a yes boss because I will not respect you. And it's not about me respecting you. You will lose your self respect. So what is more worth it?" I was like, "Who does that, right? Who even says that to anyone?" Let alone your employees. Who does? Who says that to anyone? Uh, and I was like, okay. And she, and whenever I didn't like anything, I used to just sit and I used to be like, I'm not talking to her. I'm ignoring her. I'm like, she like, Rashmi, did you do this? Why the hell are you sitting like this? She should talk like that. I'm like, I'll do it. I'll do it. She like, yeah, because other than yeah, I'll do it. There's nothing else you can say, right? Because you can't speak up, of course. Grow a spine someday and come and talk to me. <laughs> and i think it, she she did that to my head to my psychology she did that and it worked until date it works it does so anyone speaks to me anything like that she like you don't have to be rude you just have to be a little firm so you can say she literally molded me so i'm very grateful like uh, i had to leave her and everything but uh, i think she she always has this place in my heart where I, where there's immense respect for her because she literally turned things around for me she whatever pr marketing i think i do i am i really give her the credit 
and the most importantly your confidence i it is so important to have you know that, that's like that's one of the main points of empowered women series which is we don't find women bosses coaches mentors so easily you found one and she could tell you exactly the things to change about you and that changed your entire career trajectory very very true like i think uh, now that i am at that place where i have people under me it's difficult to train and to mentor people it's it's one thing to train like i can tell you you know this is not how it's to be done this is to be done xyz but to mentor someone it takes a lot of effort and she took that effort because she being the boss she being the founder of a company and you know how service industry is right you this this place of yours is like it's it's a spiritual place this brain you can't let anything enter that place you cannot let anything enter that place she did that i don't know how she mentored me and a couple of us she did that that's why i have immense respect for her i i mean i don't speak to her quite often it's just on and off but being in the service industry where you're every day you're challenged every day you're asked for your worth like what is happening what is happening is this done is that done is that done is that done and you know that's proof right in in product industry that's what i saw the change in product and uh, service in product even if there is uh, even if sujatha tanya shift and i come and say hey this is suta i'm wearing a suta they'll be like oh this is suta i love it xyz xyz but if i say hey for example if purnima has some work i'm like hey i'm purnima i can do exactly what purnima does people will be like no okay we'll try you but after a week they'll be like i don't know you know like we like how what how purnima works but we don't know how you work that 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 conflict will always be there i can give the service that you give i can give the product that you can give but not the service and that's immense see that's huge and i was i it just one piece i want to before we move on i just want to uh remind you one thing stay in touch with akanksha like make an effort to be in touch with her and you know send her like your life updates uh every even if you send them like every 3 months or every quarter just a small message whether she replies or not do it It, yeah. it's one is that you know it's nice way to say that i'm thankful to you and two is she will always be there to mentor you and there's always something to learn very very true let's talk about your you working at the successful grown up startup it's been you know you, you told me that you came from a big company and uh, all those things how is it to work with a startup for last 2 years um actually i've been working for a startup for 4 years now let's talk only about suta for now how is it to work at suta <laughs> um actually um suta uh, you know contrary to people's beliefs i think suta's suta was made on that uh, uh, on that foundation that break your stereotypical thinking you know what i mean is like i said uh, earlier sujala tanya started this found uh, started uh, suta without any professional uh, uh, without any professional background about textiles fashion etc 
otherwise you see uh, no offense to any other brands but most brands owners have some uh, inclination towards fashion either they are from uh, top uh, design b schools or from either any top of any part of the world some b school which is which and they have majored in some fashion uh, uh, majored from a fashion b school and not from anything else but there's some fashion in their uh, uh, resume or some fashion uh, brand they work for and they liked it and they they were like okay i need to start something of my own i need to start something of my own so there is some fashion in their resume or in their history so the tanya did they clearly did they the i think they learned stitching like you know how we discuss in their school uh they did their engineering tanya did her ceramic engineering their engineers turned into bees uh, turned into uh, who started their corporate jobs and now are an entrepreneur there's no fashion so they gave an opportunity to people like me and a lot of us that here is when we all grow together here uh, we don't expect you to be an expert of everything but we expect you to learn and grow along with us and that's beautiful i don't know how many people can give this opportunity to people that grow with us even and and they say it very outrightly you know that we are not perfect either there are a lot of things even we don't know and we learned it because we started this company so even you will learn it and you don't need to fret about it but learn that's their major point that you have to learn and you have to grow and i think that's it's a big risk also that they are taking and a big investment because the risk being what if i don't learn and what if i turn things round i tell them also what if i screw up you know what if i make mistakes what do you do then uh, they are like it's okay right even we make mistakes we have made mistakes and that's why you are here you won't be punished unless it's huge but unless and until it's reconcilable and you're willing to work on it and grow you're okay with it so you don't need to stress about what will happen if i screw up it's okay to screw up and i don't know how many people will make the statement saying it's okay to screw up because when when they make that statement they are putting a lot of things at stake right the brand the name etc etc because like we are growing now and we are also at the stage of growth and we can make mistakes because that's how we all grow because if i say i'm perfect and nothing can be changed where will growth come then so and that is very true and that's what is helping all of us like during lockdown we did courses in, uh, on udemy we did courses about our respective uh, departments we we learned a lot of things we teach each other a lot of things we sometimes go into other departments and work and learn like for example uh, you do festival season there's a lot of uh, emails and calls that is happening uh, and it we need more people to help you know the client servicing team just said you know guys can we i mean we are work so we uh, my team me and my team my team and i just saw 
that you know the client servicing team is working way too hard they're logging in at 9 o'clock they're logging off at 10 p.m and uh sujata was also concerned sujata tanya saying you know this is concerning because you know not at the risk of your health that you all can work so hard so we decided to pitch in my team and i we said you know what we'll also pitch in and then later they also said that you know guys please pitch in we all after our working hours we started doing the we started replying to emails and calls so irrespective you're the head of marketing or your junior most person you're the i don't know whoever we just sit and reply to emails without our designations or with saying you know we are from team suta this is what we are doing and we also there are i mean this is also a learning opportunity right because in marketing this is helping me because i am understanding what are the pain points and talking to the customer there they are like you know i like this but this didn't come at this time and i like this i'm like okay now this is some analysis now i understand and four people from the same country saying the same thing is something i am with i um i have so much to say you know usually in all the interviews i try not to talk a lot but this is like so yeah, you know i'll tell you something uh none of it is for boasting everything is for making you understand something really great about you and suta so uh refine and focus my day job is of innovation based marketing which is all about customer and it's all about uh, creating perfection that customers want so last week last week i spoke on a panel in portugal wow it was about uh, innovation and sustainability in aerospace and what i talked about is the human factor in innovation like that's the most important thing in innovation and what you should do to create that culture of innovation and a perfect organization which is which grows continuously and really grows and when i was listening to you i felt like i had this case study in front of me where you were checking all the boxes <laughs> where there are no vertical silos people you know mix around with each other do each other's work there is no peer based culture there is lot of forgiveness lot of diversity people are not brought from a single industry of fashion so because there is so much diversity there is a lot of creativity because everybody thinks differently they don't think from a traditional fashion point of view so i just wanted you to know without knowing you guys are a perfection and actually by doing things without knowing them you are not uh, or you know doing things in spite of not having the perfection you are actually de-risking the things because if you try something if it works you do it more if it doesn't work it's not at a huge scale you can improve it and you are improving continuously so you are actually not risking stuff you are de-risking it <laughs> i want to you know this is like i want to we can have a separate conversation next six months sometime in this but i want to have this conversation as suta as a case study of how things can be done perfectly can and what is a perfection and so i was trying to hold it back for a long time because it's <laughs> your interview but you guys are awesome like when i talked to sujata and tanya also i had this feeling of you know oh my god how do these women do these things so 
perfectly and i i train huge like fortune 500 companies like you know your maybe size of your first company or even much okay. bigger companies i train them how to be innovative and you are this small and awesome organization and know the perfection makes me really proud of you thank you thank you thank you thank you that means a lot but that's what uh, i mean uh, that's what i like about startups right like you don't they don't expect or they, there's no framework right like there's no box that hey fitted hey do this hey do only this you can flow you can grow i just upwards and onwards so so that's what i like about uh, startups i know it's too early for me to even say that but working for two startups made me realize that maybe this is where i belong you know because i love how dynamic things get i love you know when when sujata told me that reshma i think we will have to chip in for customer service i was like wow okay i'm okay with it i know there'll be additional work i'll be logging out late but that's how i like it like for me i i keep telling this to sujata tane that it's mundane if you keep telling me only do this only do that that's it like i'm not a 9 to 5 person person uh, job person at all i would have taken banking or i would have gone to a corporate done my job i don't know ran here and there spoken to five 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 six people and gone home right and that's not me but i love it when things get converted i love it when things are up there and it's not because it's it's a personal ego like i did it but it's because the brand i worked for did it like when sujal tanyar up on niti ayog which is a, a government of india uh uh a platform for women entrepreneurs it's huge when they were up there i said like it's me who's up there it's us who's up there there's no me i mean when i say me i mean us suta so it's it's a broader perspective right like even if i tell sujata tani i push them saying do this let's do that let's do this and they also agree because i'm like you all have no choice but to agree uh, they will hate me if they hear this but uh, I tell them let's do this, let's do that, let's explore. There are days when I get shittiest ideas and they go like, "Reshmi, what is wrong with you?" I'm like, "Okay, I'll come back. Today is not a good day. I will come back." And I get back with some other ideas which gets executed. Like this campaign, I saw so much love and it was and uh, it was a teamwork. I mean, completely teamwork because uh, I mean there was zero pennies spent. we didn't do any promotion we didn't put we didn't boost any post uh it was all bata based you do you want to i i because you know you brought up i wanted to ask you a last question but i really want to talk about the campaign can you let me ask a question then you can talk so you did this navratri campaign where you had uh, nine different people i wouldn't say women nine different people clad in sarees and i found it exceptional can you tell everyone else what was so exceptional about it and why people like me absolutely loved it <laughs> so i'll tell you the idea uh, behind the campaign so the campaign is uh, called the uh, feminist forces of suta okay uh, though the word feminist is 
quite misunderstood. But we meant it in the way we meant it. Uh, <laughs> having said that, the uh, idea behind the campaign was celebrate. So it's Navratri nine. Uh, Navratri we celebrate nine goddesses, right? So the idea here was approaching nine people from different nine different backgrounds, having I wouldn't say inspiring, but having a a story that would make you think twice. Okay. Uh, and how the goddess, so how we also did was each day was dedicated to each person who represented a goddess and also the color of the day. So it was three things combined into one. Uh, because every day in Navratri we have every color and the color represents the goddess. So also how they posed was in the form of a goddess. So in Bharatnakim, every goddess has every mudra, right? So they all posed in that mudra. We asked them to, of course. So um, coming to the crux of this campaign was breaking the stereotypes. Okay? And making, and sari being a gender fluid attire. We wanted to convey this message to people that sari is a gender fluid attire. And uh, you don't need to be something, someone, or anything to wear a sari. Uh, how we how we did this was a uh, there were nine beautiful people, out of which I'm highlighting a couple of them. Uh, um, one was a guy, an ODC dancer. He's from he's based out of Odisha as well. Uh, called Premanand. Uh, he was always bullied. He's a beautiful dancer, exceptional. Like if he dances, I mean, we all can, we all will fangirl for sure. Uh, but what he faced was his story is quite in interesting. Uh, when he was young, uh, you know, because we are all wired to think that only girls can do Bharatanatyam and girls can do dance and everything. Uh, men should do a little manly dance. So when he did ODC dancing, it was a little more feminine and things like that. His own relatives started bullying him. Saying you are gay, you are this, you are that, that's why you are dancing. It affected him to an extent he left dancing. Which he was proactive. His mom came, him, came to him and asked him what happened. He's not attending his classes. And he's learned professionally and he teaches now both. So he said, you know, a lot of people called me gay when he was going for his classes also. His neighbors and everyone started passing on comments to him. Like, you know, you're gay. What is this? What you're doing? How do you even dance? Are you gay? Do you like men? Oh my God, you're gay. It affected him and he's like, Mom, I don't want to hear this again. I, I'm deeply affected. His mom is like, you care about people or you care about me? I am asking you to go and I want you to learn and you go. There was no stopping uh, from, for him from, from that day. He did that. And now he's, he's a really good professional dancer. He's been he, he's been traveled abroad for his uh, for his shows, and he's but he's still this humble guy, you know. Uh, he wore a sari, and he and I think our Instagram was filled. Sita's Instagram was filled with women fangirling him, saying, "How can a guy wear a sari and look so good?" Like, so good. Like, people otherwise with abs and everything, you know, most women fall for. I will not say all, but most women. You know, they like, maybe like a little bit of abs and everything, but he was just good. 
people were asking us and that guy it came to a level where that guy um called me saying reshni is getting a little too much for me the attention i don't know how to react to this because <laughs> lot many women are dming me saying hey and all that i have never faced this <laughs> enjoy while it lasts this is for you <laughs> so he's one another uh, lady who we had uh, she's a trans woman her name is uh, her name was angad and um uh, what uh, what so her name is trinetra um what what's so special about her other than being a trans woman is um she's 23 she's a student at a medical school and she still chose to change her gender she changed her documents she knows it's a huge risk because you know your documents your medical certificate from mr to miss and everything she did it i think that's that takes a lot for a 23 year old while you are at you know to one day you are a guy who are going to your college and you're meeting your peers and your teachers next day you're going as a her and you're meeting the same set of people and asking them to see you as a her it's a lot so we celebrated these people on our platform and there's another i think it's your favorite uh, her name is akansha she's a plus size woman she's not a, not a professional model or something we we had to make we all these uh, i mean we had to convince her uh, you know to pose and everything but she she was like you know this is not me i'll wear a sari and i'll just send you a picture we had to convince her she is so adorable she i think she's my favorite too because she's so cute i just sent her messages saying oh my god i am in love with you because you're so cute you you're looking so beautiful she couldn't believe the kind of positive response she got for her pictures again the point here being sari is gender fluid and size unbiased like she didn't have to be your 32 size to look good right she didn't have to be your i don't know 28 to wear that sari she had to be what she is and the sari sari still fit her and she was okay the sari didn't ask her to be a particular size of course the blouse did unfortunately but the sari didn't ask her to and we got another lady called gilu joseph uh, she was on the cover of a south indian known magazine because the picture of her was she breastfeeding a baby you know so much people are shamed all over for breastfeeding that was the <laughs> that was the cover of the magazine and she's like i'm going to do this shoot she's not a mother but she did the shoot he that something which was huge we got a lot of love for this campaign of ours uh the message was conveyed rightly about sari being gender flu- uh, fluid and breaking the stereotypes so all these people have really good stories about you know breaking stereotypes about you know example being only girls can wear a sari only thin sarees will look good on thin women only and uh you have to wear sari in a typical way or whoever short there were a lot of people who wore sari in a very different way not because it's contemporary because they were like i'm i'm very comfortable wearing the sari like this i will wear it i said okay your wish you style it i, I a lot of love for that yeah, yeah. 
I'm going to share my screen just because I want to, you know, uh, we are talking about it because both of us have seen it. A lot of people who will view this. If you listen to it, I, if you are listening to it on a podcast, I would request that go to our YouTube or something and see the visual, this visual, or, you know, just go on Suta's Instagram. It is Suta underscore Bombay. Go to their Instagram and check it out. It is worth it. So for everyone else, I'm just going to share my screen. I have already pulled it up. And I have the right campaign. Yeah. <laughs> Let me go from the day one. So Navratri is Indian holiday, which goes on, a Hindu holiday, which goes on for nine nights. It literally means nine nights. And uh, for each night, there is a color and there is a mudra from a dance and there is an emotion. And uh, Suta captured it in their Instagram campaign and everything else that Reshmi said. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Gender fluid, size fluid, feeling fluid it's that's that's sorry and i'm just going to scroll slowly slowly to see the gorgeousness of this campaign and this is the odc dancer that uh, reshmi was mentioning let me just make it slightly bigger size there it is oh my god beautiful right yeah. <laughs> and uh, then uh, this is my favorite, the gorgeous, yeah. which I thought she's actually a model, but she is not, which is hard to believe because she's just so beautiful, so gorgeous, and just such a perfection. Oh my God. And uh, where is the last one? The Trinetra, the pink one. Yeah. She's Trinetra. The... This is Trinetra. Yeah. And this is Trinetra. Oh my God. Such a courageous woman. Like I can't even imagine what she must have gone through. I, I know the stories of a lot of transgender uh, people in the US where it is way more acceptable than in India. And I can't imagine what she must have gone through especially you know you transition while you are you were like someone else would have you know changed the college changed the job or something like that exactly there she is in another picture oh my god so beautiful and the third one you mentioned uh a fourth one sorry um she's uh scroll, scroll uh, i'll show you um no. up or down no, more, more down. Oh, she, uh, the blue one, she's also a classical, she's a professional Kathak dancer too. She left her corporate job to pursue Kathak professionally and she teaches Kathak. Oh my God. Wow. And this is shot in Boston, by the way. Oh, is it? Is she in Boston? Yeah. She just moved for, uh, because of COVID, her husband's there. So, otherwise she's based out of India. Wow, I'm going to be friends with her. <laughs> and I was thinking of this, in uh, we can talk about this offline. Yeah. yeah. But you yeah. Know, how we can give more exposure to dancers like her and him. Yeah. Talk offline about that, I can get in touch. Um, 
romantic <laughs> Thank you. I'm going to stop sharing my screen now and all of you can go and check this out on Sutha. Yes. Last question, Rashmi, this is like one of the longest and most entertaining interviews that I have done. Like I <laughs> <laughs> So, um last question, you know, anyone who is do you have any career advice? like you talked about a lot of things in bits and pieces if there is one most important career advice that you want to give anyone like you know someone who is just beginning their career say reshmi 21 um do not compromise do not settle uh if you feel it's not worth it quit it's okay to quit if you don't feel like it and give things a chance because you don't want to be 35 40 uh, at that age when you're like at the peak of your career and think i should have don't have regrets it's okay to, i'm not asking you to jump switch jobs quite often but if you don't feel like it if you think your heart is not where it is right now at this job it's okay to switch i know people will tell you your resume will look bad your this will look bad that will look bad but it's okay because once you get what you are once you are at the place like where i am now where your heart is you will grow and that will count otherwise you are just doing your 9 to 5 job for money there's no passion there's no heart so don't do this if you're someone who works with your heart do what you feel like and it's okay to switch because people have this notion i shouldn't switch i shouldn't i should at least stay for 10 years here or 6 years here because then it will look good on my resume but what's the point if it's not coming out in your work right your resume will have like okay at this firm 6 years but when you're doing the job it's as good as someone who started 2 years back it will not pay you so might as well switch. Thank I think people will kill me for this. So, <laughs> thank you. That, that was a great advice. Thank you for uh, thank you for sharing that so candidly. And thank uh, you for having me here. I mean, it's been a great session because this is like my fourth interview, and I think this is one of the most candid I've been out there. I've shared stories which I think only my family knows. <laughs> so that's a good compliment, and. Yeah. Uh, and i i can't wait to share this one with the with the world and very grateful for your time and advice and stories i love listening to stories oh my god thank you
<laughs> thank you. Thank you. It's been a great session. <laughs>